Ready for provocative conversation, intriguing stories, and inspiration? Then don't touch that dial. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. She'll give you something to talk about all week long. Now, here's Francesca. What if you took the time to really soak it in? Hi, everyone. Welcome to Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca, your host, and I have a great guest lined up to talk this evening. Uh, she has been with us in the past, and she has some incredible information to share with us. But before we get started, if you want to chime in or comment on the show, the guest, or the topic, you can send me an email at info at talkwithfrancesca.com. There is no H in Francesca. And if you want to learn more about the show, visit my website, talkwithfrancesca.com. And if also if you missed part of the show or you want to know what you're missing, you can always go over to my iTunes page. There's hundreds of episodes there. So we're going to get started. This portion of Talk with Francesca is sponsored by Jennifer Powell. If you're starting to notice fine lines and wrinkles, stubborn fat that won't go away, perhaps your body's trying to tell you something. Jennifer Powell RN has just the remedy for you. Visit jlprn.com to schedule your complimentary consultation today. She's very excited to get back in the swing of things. Jennifer and her team of specialists look forward to helping you understand your beauty from within. All right, if you want to take your health to the next level, tonight we have with us holistic nutritionist Julie Daniluk, who is the health, uh, the, excuse me, the host of Healthy Gourmet, a reality cooking show shown in over 78 countries. Yep, you heard me right. Her award-winning bestseller, Meals That Heal Inflammation, has helped, get this, over 100,000 people enjoy allergy foods that taste great. Julie's latest book, Hot Detox, was the number one Canadian health book in 2017, with 11 weeks on the bestseller list. She's appeared on hundreds of television and radio shows, including The Dr. Oz Show. And I am, as I said, thrilled to have her with us. So big welcome to you, Julie, to talk with Francesca. Great to have you back again. Oh, it's wonderful to be back. And I know how you do such a great job of framing things up and have such burning questions that I can't <laughs> wait to dive in. <laughs> well, Julie, let's start with telling our listeners how you actually got involved in learning how to eat to heal. Well, I had to eat to heal. Unfortunately, I nearly died of food poisoning in Thailand, where I ended up contracting the worst case of uh, colitis, post-infectious colitis, which dominoed into arthritis and bursitis. And I was only 30 years old, feeling like I was twice that age. And I was just in so much pain that I said, enough is enough. I've got to get to the root of this. And I really took a long look at my diet. And thank goodness when I let go of a lot of the inflammatory foods and beefed up the anti-inflammatory foods, I was able to reduce and completely, eventually, completely get rid of the arthritis, bursitis, and colitis. I've been in remission for over a decade, and now it's my mission to pay that forward and make sure everyone else knows how to heal with food. Julie, I'm curious, though, when you said you have you had colitis, but then it also went into arthritis and bursitis. I don't think of arthritis and bursitis as probably a lot of other listeners um, you know, may share what I'm thinking. They seem to be disconnected somehow, but... Um, Knowing you, I'm going to guess that because they're both inflammatory diseases, is that... Is, you got it. Okay, okay. You got it. Okay. So that's how it's related. Okay. Now we know that colitis sufferers have a much higher incidence of arthritis. Uh, there's there's wonderful scientific data to support that, that, that really when our 
bowel lining becomes inflamed, it ends up creating inflammation in other parts of the body. So arthritis goes up. In my case, bursitis, which is swelling in the hip joint, was really the bursa sac in my hip joint became very inflamed to the point where getting out of a car, I look like a senior citizen. I used to have to like shake the leg out and walk funny for a couple steps because the hip was so sore. And being only 30 years old, that was not an option. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, forget this. I've got to reduce that pain and inflammation. And what I find consistently is people underestimate the power of food. People consistently say, ah, it's just one pizza. Ah, do I really have to eat those veggies? But if they just give it a chance, just suspend their disbelief long enough to try it on, I can tell you, I see profound change and have constant, amazing testimonials from people whose pain disappears after they adhere to a strict anti-inflammatory menu. Just give it about two months and you'll see your inflammation really come down. So what would you say is the one thing that you would suggest removing from everyone's diet? I know the answer. Well, I just know because... If I had to pick <laughs> one food, yeah. I would say donuts, donuts, closely, maybe cookies, and here's why. Because when you have a donut, a donut's full of sugar, and sugar is the most inflammatory food, of, should I say artificial fake food of all, uh-huh. because sugar is is so refined, all the nutrients are removed, and then it spikes your insulin very, very high, which is very inflammatory. And when we have piles of sugar, we just know we're more inflamed. There's now direct connection to high sugar causing brain inflammation that's in the background of ADHD, dementia, depression. It's a big thing. And then the flour in the donut would become sugar right in your mouth. And that uh, is fascinating. The amylase, your digestive enzyme, will actually split that flour into sugar. And that's why some people are carb, they're actual carb. Uh, cravers, they don't crave like the sugary stuff. They crave even bread. Just no bread becomes sugar really, really quickly. So anything with the white flour has to go. And then the last big ingredient is the deep fried oil. Mm. So take that ingredient and deep fry it, and you've got something that's extremely inflammatory. You create this toxin called acrylamide that's super inflammatory. So yeah, move over deep fried foods and try to knock off the flour and sugar and see a big difference. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bye-bye coffee rolls, listeners. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny, but, you know, when we talk about comfort foods, you know, especially in the winter, right? Um, you know, that's yeah. the that's the time we want those coffee quarantine. rolls. Or, yeah, that's, you know, and I mean, you're you're in Canada, right? So come on, there's yeah. croissants there like crazy, right? So, yeah, totally. <laughs> but you know, it, it, we do go for those carbs and we call them comfort food. Now, I'm curious why, I mean, I, I know that that's what I reach for when I want some type of comfort, but why is that? Because when we were born, the first thing we were comforted with was mother's milk or a baby bottle. And in that is a high amount of sugar. And we immediately connect the dots that this equals safety, this equals love. And therefore, we have to provide ourselves some level of carbohydrates, but they should be very slow carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. So we don't have that massive pop of insulin. But some people are able to adhere to a lower-carb menu and get faster results if, in fact, they really need to. We've got some tricks that we can pull out that we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. But I really want to just focus on it's a natural response that these foods 
our closest, the closest thing to breast milk is ice cream, funnily mm. enough, because ice cream is hyper sweet. And remember that human milk is much sweeter than cow's milk. So that's why when you eat ice cream, which is, you know, that cow's milk sweetened with lots of sugar, boom, it, rem- it reminds you of mother's milk. And that's why we run for mama when <laughs> we're having so much stress. We're just running to the freezer. And then if we combine that with the familiar things, like in isolation, how many people are noshing on the foods of their childhood because it reminds them of happier times. It reminds them of love and family and birthday parties. Mm -hmm. So instead of beating ourselves up, I think it's important for us to find substitutions. And that's why I made it my life's mission over the last decade to create those three cookbooks that are jammed full of substitution foods, like, you know, a bread without flour and a a delicious cookie with no without flour or sugar you know just trying to create those options for people so that they have that what they deeply crave because if you just say nope you're living on celery that's not realistic that's going to make you reward <laughs> you feel like you're in Yawn. Diet prison, which is nasty <laughs> yeah. what about yogurt though well yogurt is excellent i do agree that if you tolerate dairy you probably are lucky to be living in the Nordic part of, of Europe, the northern parts of Europe. There's pockets of people who really do handle it because genetically for thousands of years, they've been in concert with cows and they've gotten used to digesting cow's milk. But unfortunately, if you come from the Asian continent, like if your family heritage is Asian or African, you have over a 75% chance of being completely intolerant to dairy. So you really need to tap in and do a food diary and check your symptoms and know whether in fact you're intolerant to this food. Because if you're tolerant to it, like yogurt, by all means, go for it. But if you're intolerant, it creates inflammation through that histamine response. You have huge amounts of histamines that happen when you eat foods that you're allergic to. So it's a good idea to move to coconut yogurt or almond yogurt or something that tastes really nummy and has that same fat feel, but it really uh, will not cause the same inflammation because you aren't reacting to it, which what about, is great. What about goat milk um, yogurt? I see that. At, yeah, um, goat, goat milk and, uh, and sheep milk are both uh, tolerated by more people, and that's because they're very small animals and their milk is closer to human milk, mm-hmm. so it seems like it's much better tolerated. Um, and that's why, say, when I'm in Greece, I can have, like, small amounts of sheep yogurt, which is super popular, or small amounts of goat cheese, the feta cheese. That would be much easier to digest. But for those people who are allergic to lactose, right. just a warning that lactose is still high in all of those foods. So it's really important for us to, if you want to eat a food and you're lactose sensitive, have it fermented a very long time because the good bacteria will break down the lactose into that galactose and glucose, making it easy to digest. So if you are going to have dairy, make sure it's fermented. And for the rest of people who find that dairy is really a problem, don't worry. There's nut cheese now. There's, you know, delicious whipping cream made from coconuts. Like, there's so many substitutions that you don't have to feel deprived at all to let go of a food that's causing inflammation. But yogurt, going back to yogurt for a second, there's yogurt and then there's yogurt, right? I mean, it's... So, you know, how do you know what... Because I know that they'll say, you know, there's probiotics in some yogurts, which I think is supposed to be really good for you. You can tell us, but, right? It's so fascinating that... Traditional yogurt 
is very fermented, right? That's why it's very sour. And unfortunately, a lot of modern-day yogurt, not only are they not using living bacteria to make this full yogurt, is they're also piling on the sugar to create that fruit bottom on it. Right. So what I say, you know, if you want to enjoy yogurt, you you really do have to go to hyper-fermented. Like, so, so it says on there the amount of good bacteria. So you'd be looking for really you know, certified organic and tons of good bacteria listed in the ingredient listing. Some of the good brands even show you what type of strain they're giving you, which is really good. But I can't personally eat yogurt, uh, conventional berry yogurt. I find it very mucus warming and very um, hard on me. So I really do prefer to enjoy that. Coconut yogurt is one of the big ones. Right now I've got a coconut yogurt that tastes so creamy that it's literally like thawed ice cream. Like it's it's like Greek yogurt. You can stand a fork or a spoon up in it. So definitely try that if you're somebody who wants to experiment with getting off of dairy. And and what about an actual probiotic supplement? Because I know that's a big deal for a lot of people. They take those. Do you think that's necessary? Yeah. Probiotics can be life-saving. Know that in my recovery, I had to take up to 250 billion bacteria a day to get over my profound inflammatory uh, post-infectious colitis because I had such bad food poisoning. So, yes, I believe in probiotics wholeheartedly, but I do think you need to make sure they're human strain. You should make sure that they're high potency because a lot of low potency brands don't really work. Make sure they're free of allergens. So the brands that I like, you know, I make sure they're, they're just no gluten in them or dairy in them or sugar in them or soy in them. Then they really feel good in your body. So if you're finding a brand is giving you a lot of gas or a lot of bloating or you feel uncomfortable on a brand of probiotics, move on. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, donate that to somebody who can tolerate it better and keep experimenting until you find a brand. And then also remember, there's supposed to be 500 to 1,000 probiotic strains in your digestive system. So you don't have to stick with one. It's a really good idea to rotate your brand around so that you can repopulate. Mm -hmm. Because what's shocking is after one round of antibiotics, your gut flora can change for an entire year. Oh, my gosh. So that's why putting the good bacteria in is such a good idea because it can help you balance out your bowel flora way faster so that you're not having the diarrhea or the... What's shocking is people don't realize that antibiotics kill off the good bacteria that keep you calm. So a lot of people end up with nightmares. They end up with digestive, um, real IBS symptoms. They end up with uh, even, even anxiety from going on antibiotics. So it's really important to put that back in. And for those of you who had antibiotics years ago and your gut is just not the same, you're suffering from digestive problems, uh, probiotics are a big piece of the healing for sure. You know, and I just want to share this real quickly and then we do need to take a short break. But um, years ago, um, and I came from a big family, eight kids. And in those days, I'm going to be showing my age now, but um, in those days, if one of the kids got strep throat, all eight of the kids had to go on antibiotics. Isn't that crazy, right? And as a result, that is. yeah. Wow. And as a result, you know, by the time I was in my mid twenties, I had a lot of stomach issues. And I mean, probiotics back then were just like barely unheard of. Well, I remember buying um, acidophilus in the powdered form. I will never forget that one day the difference it made me feel in one teaspoon of it or like quarter of a teaspoon, whatever it was. But I remember taking and going, 
wow, what a difference. So I'm a big believer in it. Anyway, listeners, we're going to take a short break. Uh, We are talking about meals that heal inflammation. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. More talk with Francesca coming right up on 95.9 WATD. Are you looking for a beautifully landscaped lawn? From lawn maintenance to custom hardscapes, Tobin's Landscaping is the place to call. Why call Tobin's Landscaping? Because simply, they care. Their business has grown over the years by referrals alone. So if you are a property owner who demands the best service without the crazy price tag, you'll want to call Tobin's Landscaping today at 508 562-0823. Their promise to you is they will bring your outdoor vision to life, whether it's yard cleanup or a new walkway. Visit them at TobinsLandscapingLLC.com or call 508-562-0823 and wait for your neighbors to ask, who is taking care of your lawn? You'll be glad you called. Are you starting to notice fine lines and wrinkles, increased anxiety and fatigue, skin laxity, or stubborn areas of fat that just won't budge despite your efforts? What is your body trying to tell you? With the power of Powell, you'll love the skin you're in. Some of the many services Jennifer Powell offers are Botox, Sculptra, Volume Restoration, Laser Hair Removal, Body Contouring, and Skin Tightening. Get to the root of the aging process and back to the best version of you, together. It's a fresh start with the power of Powell because with Jennifer, it is more than skin deep. For your convenience, she has two locations, one in Kingston and her new location in Hanover in Merchants Row. Call 781-605-5699 or visit her at jlprn.com to schedule your complimentary consultation today. Jennifer and her team of specialists look forward to helping you understand your beauty from within. It's vital for dogs of all ages to have an understanding of socially acceptable behavior. And the folks at A Fox and Hound Harborside understand just that. The dedicated staff is well-trained in a variety of services to enrich your pooch's well-being. A Fox and Hound Harborside offers puppy socialization and enrichment programs to help your new furry friend learn commands and leash behavior. Located on Lincoln Street in Hingham, call 781-385-7369 today. A Fox Fox and Hound Harborside, where dogs go to find their direction. Hi, this is Santina, owner of Stage of a Success. Did you know that staging is one of the best things you can do to sell your home faster and for more money? Beat your competition with beautiful online photos to show the home's full potential and attract more prospective buyers. I own all my own furniture and accessories, which makes it more affordable. Call me at 617-571-3803 or visit my website at stageitforsuccess.com and make a great first impression. Hey, this is James Woods, and you are listening to Talk with Francesca. On 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and I am speaking with Julie Daniluk, and we are discussing inflammation. She has written several books. One is uh, Meals That Heal Inflammation, which I love that book. I I interviewed Julie uh, Julie years ago and always have kept it close to my heart. Um, And also The Hot Detox. Is that right, Julie? Yes, thank you so much. I'm so pleased that you kept it because I know you probably get two As, books a week. I do, I do get, I do, I do get a lot of books, and you know, and, I, and afterwards <laughs> I do give them away. But there are a couple of keepers, and I absolutely have um, kept yours, and it's like a little refresher Aww. class for me right now. And and listeners, little Aww. little. Um, 
little story. I, I actually interviewed Julie the other day and had some technical difficulties. I was interviewing her from home, and, and one thing that she had mentioned is instead of putting um, – uh, veggies in a juicer cook the veggies and then put it in a smoothie so julie just want to let you know i did that this morning yeah it was and ex- that's the basis of of my book hot detox is let's warm it up if your stomach sore and yeah. it's so much easier to digest yeah yeah anyway so um but anyway and so you say we didn't evolve to eat cold food what do you mean by that well when you think about it we did not have refrigeration until the last 50 years so for forever, we've we've actually been eating our food at room temperature, and then all of a sudden, we started eating freezing cold food directly out of the freezer. Now, of course, if you lived in a cold climate, there was stuff that was kept in the cold cellar, but it certainly wasn't the same temperatures that are coming out of our freezer. And we're eating that directly, and when that screaming cold food goes down into the stomach, it actually switches off Paracelsus. So it's very hard on your digestive system. That's why I really encourage people to avoid drinking ice water, and move to more elixirs and teas and things that are very gentle and easy on the stomach and just feel better. I mean, have you have you had that experience where you drink the freezing cold, you know, sugary drink, or then you drink a cup of lovely ginger tea? And, like, the difference is, is worlds apart. Right. And I actually healed um, in part because of practicing this real methodology from both Asia, where the traditional Chinese medicine principles are warm your food when your stomach is sore. And then in India, the Ayurveda says, you know, if you're spaced out, if you're feeling unwell, make sure to cook your food well. Um, So I pulled all that together. There's all these charts from many different sources that I pulled together so that you can really get a snapshot and easy understanding of this. And really getting into the science of detoxification, like how do we clean out our liver, our lymph, our, 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 how do we clean our blood, how do we clean our kidneys, how do we actually clean out our skin, how do we genuinely cleanse using the hot detox principles, and it's just been gangbusters, I'm so pleased people really appreciate it. And this is the perfect time, I love cleansing in May because the weather is warm enough, and you end up feeling really motivated because you know it's time to get out and be seen without so many clothes on. So a lot of people are wanting to do a cleanse because it's so nice and balancing for our system. Mm-hmm. Julie, you know, I when you said, you know, cooking the food, cooking the veggies, I often thought until I spoke to you that cooking veggies really cooks out all the vitamins. But is that wrong? Well, it depends on how you cook them. So if you steam them gently, you actually unlock more nutrition. Where if you, if you cook them, uh, if you boil them and then pull the veggies out and throw away that broth, then yes, that is losing nutrition. Uh-huh. But what I'm encouraging you to do is if you're going to boil it, keep the water and make that into soup. And then if you're going to actually just do a quick steam, you, you and then put oil on it, you actually increase your absorption of, of uh, vitamin A, for example, because it, it's proven that when you unlock the cellulose through the cooking process, you actually increase the ability to absorb nutrition because we're not what we eat, we're what we digest at the end of the day. So when you talk about steaming, are you talking about an actual steamer or just a pan with very little water in it, like almost like poaching? I like water sautéing. That's exactly what you're talking about. So I just put... I never use a steamer, and that might surprise people. I just find it a pain in the ass to clean all those little holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I just throw my, my veggies in a pot, and I put, like, 
half an inch to one inch of water, depending on how big the pot is. Yeah. And I, uh, I just basically water saute that. So I just, you know, put the lid on and then check on it and move it around like you would a stir fry. But instead, you're you're sautéing with water. Mm-hmm. And if you want more flavor, just put broth instead of water, and that's gonna just jam pack a ton of nutrition into those veggies. And then you would just pour the broth into a cup and drink the broth after you've finished uh, your veggies, or you could just throw the whole thing into the blender and make a wonderful soupy, which is my substitute for the smoothie, is is making the soup in five minutes like you would a smoothie, but it, it's not sweet. It's actually savory. What about, you mentioned water. What about water? Um, I actually, you know, with this pandemic, have had a difficult time finding distilled water, and I finally found some water in the baby aisle uh, the other day, and it's an added fluoride and minerals for taste. And I thought, what does that mean? So I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Well, I'm concerned about fluoride because fluoride, you know, there's fluorine, which is naturally occurring, Mm -hmm. and then there's fluoride, which is actually a chemical compound, and it does disrupt your iodine absorption. So for people who have thyroid issues, I really want you to be concerned about drinking heavily fluorinated water. You may want to buy a water filter to get rid of that fluoride because it is disconcerting. Um, that you, It's way more important for you to absorb lots of iodine from your food than it is for you to have. Isn't it interesting that minerals actually um, play for absorption? And unfortunately, thyroid, uh, the iodine is playing with absorption and competing for absorption with that fluoride so yeah Mm -hmm. i wouldn't necessarily consume extra fluoride if you want uh fluoride and a fascinating side note is that green tea is naturally high in fluoride um so i think having uh, green tea would be a far better choice than drinking chemical added fluoride in your water um so I think filtered water in this pandemic, I think everyone should buy a water filter right. because then you can filter your tap water. Like you're talking like a Brita or something, right? Well, I like going one step up. I prefer uh, something called a Berkey, and a Berkey is the world's strongest water filter. Like you can literally use it in the backwoods country to filter dirty water out of a pond, and it would be completely safe to drink. It's really trippy. Oh, wow. Um, so definitely check out uh, that. That's It's also stainless steel, so it lasts an extremely long time. Got it. What about um, the, the water uh, reverse osmosis system? Is anything like that really necessary? Someone had mentioned that to me recently. Yeah, I mean, my issue with reverse osmosis, it removes all minerals, and that makes the water really hard on your system, both distillation and reverse osmosis. You're now drinking water that doesn't have any minerals in it, so you have to cough up your own minerals mm-hmm. to make sure that water stays alkaline in your blood. So I'm very concerned about... I, I watched that with my grandmother. She she drank only distilled water and had horrific osteoporosis. Oh, so no. I make sure to add extra minerals to my water. So I have trace mineral drops that are 65 different minerals that I'll add to my liquids. Of course, those minerals are electrolytes, electrolytes are minerals that carry an electrical charge in your body so it's like adding a battery pack to your day you just feel more grounded you feel more energized you're ready to take on life when you have extra electrolytes yeah but you're not talking about like gatorade that kind of stuff right 
No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's got a lot of that because electrolyte drinks are full of sugar and dye right. and horrible right. toxic additives. I have a whole great article on that on my website. No, I want everyone to just make up their own electrolyte drink. Just add a squeeze of lemon, some trace mineral drops. If you are somebody who's working out and you need a little bit of sweetener, then maybe you could add a little bit of honey to that or maple syrup to that. But I actually find using a zero calorie sweetener like stevia or, or monk fruit will hide. Uh, it's hidden very well behind the lemon, mm-hmm. and it makes an amazing uh, mineral-rich lemonade, which is fantastic for working out. Does it matter whether it's raw stevia or regular stevia? Well, regular uh, stevia is very palatable for most people. You have to be pretty diehard to enjoy stevia in its raw form because it tastes like licorice. Now, I love licorice, but some people are scared of licorice taste because we weren't raised with it in North America. Mm -hmm. So just consider whether you, in fact, want to have your minerals, sorry, your your licorice taste removed and then going to a white uh, stevia extract. And then other people can handle the green stevia is much more medicinal. It actually is antifungal, which is great for people who are fighting candida or SIBO or anything like that. So I guess it's it's for people to experiment and see what works for them. We are going to take another short break. When we come back, three favorite anti-inflammatory foods for you to marinate on, Julie. Be right back, listeners. Don't go anywhere. I appreciate you hanging out with me. More talk on the way here on 95.9 WATD. Your pets are family. Take your dog to the Dog's Den in Pembroke. Your furry friend will go from smelling crummy to yummy because Leah at the Dog's Den really cares. Whatever your pet's needs are, from dematting to extra scissoring, the Dog's Den in Pembroke has your furry friends covered. So call the Dog's Den today at 781-826-7008 or visit thedogsdengrooming.com. Are you looking for a beautifully landscaped lawn? From lawn maintenance to custom hardscapes, Tobin's Landscaping is the place to call. Why call Tobin's Landscaping? Because simply, they care. Their business has grown over the years by referrals alone. So if you are a property owner who demands the best service without the crazy price tag, you'll want to call Tobin's Landscaping today at 508-562-0823. Their promise to you is they will bring your outdoor vision to life, whether it's yard cleanup or a new walkway. Visit them at tobinslandscapingllc.com or call 508-562-0823 and wait for your neighbors to ask. Who is taking care of your lawn? You'll be glad you called. Located in Boston's North End holds one of our best-kept secrets, Antico Forno, ranked number nine of the top ten Italian restaurants around the world within the category of being one of the most authentic. With a welcoming family feel, it's hard to argue the experience you have when enjoying dinner at Antico Forno. Best known for their brick oven pizza, their world-class traditional cuisine does not fall far behind. Come enjoy dinner at Antico Forno and feel like part of the family. Open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 10 p.m. Call us today at 617-723-6733 or visit us at AnticoFornoBoston.com. Cobblestone Cafe on Hanover Street in Boston brings casual, on-the-go American fare to the North End, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Open daily at 7 a.m., Cobblestone Cafe offers burgers, barbecue, salads, fries, milkshakes, seafoods, and the very popular Snickerdoodle iced coffee. Delivery and catering are also available 
Cobblestone Cafe, 227 Hanover Street in Boston. For more information, call 857-263-8057 or visit them online at cobblestonecafene.com. Now for more talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back. I'm speaking with Julie Dedelek. She is the author of Meals That Heal Inflammation, also the Hot Detox. And we are talking about inflammation and, and all things healthy when it comes to food. And Julie is the absolute expert. She has a reality cooking show called The Healthy Gourmet that is that airs in 78 countries. Uh, she's also been on the Dr. Oz show. She's someone to really listen to, and I know myself personally I take her advice and feel great so welcome back Julie oh thank you so much this is great so I'm so excited to talk superfoods let's do it okay Ooh. so favorite anti-inflammatory foods go for it the number one one uh, would be shiitake mushrooms now you can have any mushroom especially the darker the skin mushrooms so portobello's and cremes anything with a dark skin will ha- provide um, actual vegetarian form of vitamin D, which is really important. Um, but the, the darker the mushroom or the more medicinal wood mushrooms are much better for you than the button mushrooms that are grown on manure. Okay, so wood mushrooms like shiitake, mataki, reishi, all these really great mushrooms. Uh, another one that comes to mind is chaga mushrooms. There's so many. are high in polyphenols. They're high in beta-glucans. And these actually protect the liver. They actually really help you fight any sort of appetite um, cravings, they're fantastic for lowering your blood lipids. They're great for people with heart disease. They're just absolutely fantastic. And they have a meaty texture. The, the shiitake mushrooms are absolutely delicious and great as a vegetarian choice. If you want to do like a meatless Monday, you can use mushrooms as the base instead of steak. And you'd be shocked at how delicious it is. Meatless Monday. So are you saying that you think meat is okay? Well, I personally am best as an omnivore. I tried being vegetarian for 10 years, and I found that I ended up really deficient in zinc and iron and vitamin B12 and protein and uh, omega-3. That was a lot to be deficient in, and I ended up quite weak. Don't you find that some people just don't really agree with a vegetarian diet? So I think it's important for people to feel out what works for them, and if they are going to have any animal foods, just really look for free-range organic Get to know your farmer. If you can't afford certified organic, then getting to know the farm source and knowing what their feed is is really important and how the animal's being handled because if they have access to the outdoors, their immune system's higher, they won't need any, they won't necessarily need the antibiotics. So it's really important to get to know where your animal sources are coming from if, in fact, you choose to indulge in that. Okay. All right. So mushrooms, what else? I love artichokes because artichokes actually make everything taste sweeter. It turns out that those delicious artichoke hearts that you see in glass jars, buy them on your next pantry raid because it is so good for you. It flushes your liver. It protects your stomach lining from having uh, ulcers, which is incredible. Um, Every time I eat artichokes, I feel better. It's very rare to have a food that when you eat it, you feel, wow, I'm so glad I ate that. I feel like a million bucks, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just one of the great things to protect your your liver, to flush things. Um, It's also really been traditionally used even for um, actual pain relief in certain countries. So there's some wonderful uh, benefits there. And it's so fun and easy to find that everyone should be adding artichokes to your pasta, to to your pizza, to your salads. 
Um, I even have, I even use a keto low-carb pizza crust so that I can indulge right now um, instead of going to the standard pizzeria. You can have your fun and bake it at home. Well, we're doing a lot of cooking at home these days. That's that's for sure. Okay, third one. Yeah. Third favorite anti-inflammatory. Oh, my goodness. It's so hard to choose. All right, do two. Two I'll more. Follow. Two more. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll say arugula, which is in that cruciferous yeah. family. Yeah. So the cruciferous family of plants is absolutely brilliant for you. So I highly recommend making sure that uh, you, you find broccoli, kale, cabbage, um, all of those, um, you know, kohlrabi, cauliflower, they're all in the same family. And they provide rich amounts of sulfur that help to flush your liver, brighten your skin, incredible uh, for, for providing also folate, which is natural vitamin B9, which is incredible for your brain and for coping with any sort of mental health issues right now while we're all in lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an absolutely great idea to increase your green veggies. If I had to pick one more thing, it would be green veggies because green veggies help uh, in so many ways with all those B vitamins for mm-hmm. sure. Those are hard uh, veggies yeah. though to digest. Well, with that, uh, you'll notice it a lot easier if you steam them and puree them. Oh. And it is important for people with thyroid issues that they do consider steaming them because we denature the goitogen that causes the thyroid imbalance when you lightly cook your cruciferous vegetables. Okay. So don't forego them, just cook them, which okay. is why I invented the hot detox. All right, one more. I know we said three, okay. but that's okay because I know you said uh, it was hard. So I'll give... I, would, I would probably pick pumpkin seeds because pumpkin seeds are insanely high in protein and they're also really high in, in special lignans. Um, they're really good for balancing your hormones. They're wonderful for men because they're high in zinc, and men lose a lot of zinc. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a fantastic thing for them to make sure they make enough testosterone. So it's traditionally been used for um, balancing everything from your immune system to your hormones and helping to combat anxiety and PMS. Like, it's just a wonderful thing. So, so you're talking about raw. Food. You're not talking about uh, um, roasted, salted. Well, if you are going to uh, roast and salt, just mix them down with some raw because you will get different health qualities. So when you roast something, you make it easier to digest. But when you eat it raw, you have the maximum amount of good quality oil. So that's what I've been doing lately when I make trail mixes is I'll actually throw in some raw and some cooked and then I'll have like a roasted and then I'll add in all my other nuts and seeds. And then it's interesting because if you've ever tried to eat raw trail mix, it's actually a little bit boring. So I kind of try to mix it up for sure and make it really fun. Well, I think having M&Ms in there really makes it a winner. But but we know that's not good. I can give you some sugar-free chocolate chips. That would work. I've got sugar-free chocolate chips for you if you want to go to your grocery uh, store right now or order them online. It's really good ones. Uh, no. you know, and I don't want to deprive you of chocolate because no. chocolate releases the feelings of falling in love, right? That phenylethylamine triggers your brain to go, I'm loving, I'm happy. So well, chocolate's very good for you. Right Certain chocolate, like 80% or 90%, whatever it is, that, that chocolate, that's good for you, right? The, the chocolate bars? It's really good for you, but it tastes waxy. Yeah, it does. So I've started to make my own chocolate that's not waxy at all, which I have a great recipe for. And then I also really encourage people to look for sugar-free brands that are using a sweetener that's A-OK, like monk fruit or stevia is a really popular option 
So just look in the in the sugar-free aisle or the diabetic aisle of your healthy store, and you'll really notice a lot of chocolates hitting the market. <laughs> I just want people to stay away from artificially sweetened chocolates oh, yeah. or, or chocolates that have really hard sugar alcohols because it can cause a laxative effect. <laughs> I had one client recently eat too much sugar-free chocolate and called me with a bellyache because she didn't realize that maltose, sorry, malt, it's um, maltose and, and sorbitol, and what's the other ingredient? Maltitol mm-hmm. are laxative. So she was eating it going, oh, it's like free food. And then she was having major problems. So just read the ingredients. Be careful about sugar um, alcohols because they're very, they're very hard on the bowel at a certain dosage. What about um, honey? I mean, like organic honey or, you know, local honey. They say that that's really the, who they are. I don't know. But they say that it's good for, you know, they, you know. <laughs> It's like, um, but, you know, it's supposed to be good for, for allergies. Yeah, it's great for allergies. It's also really good for your immune system and really good for your gut lining. So I have a great study um, where they took uh, two groups of rats. They fed one group the honey their whole lives, and they fed the other group sugar their whole lives. And then at the end of their life, like when they were about two years old, they watched them run through a maze, and the honey rats were, like, totally coordinated, totally able to get around, totally remembered where they were going, and then they drew their blood, and they had very low levels of cortisol, the stress hormone. And the unfortunate um, sugar-eating mice, they didn't have a very good time of it. Their blood was filled with the stress hormone cortisol, and they were having dementia symptoms, so they were running into things, and they couldn't remember their way home through the maze. So that really shows you just that one switch over the course of your lifetime will make a massive difference. You can't cut out sweeteners, just cut out sugar and get onto at least honey because raw honey is filled with probiotics, prebiotics, B vitamins, and really lovely pre-digested sugars that are easier on your belly. So the honey digests the, the sugars for you. So it's, it's, it's not that disaccharide of sucrose, which is so hard to digest. Right. You'll really notice a difference when you move over to honey. And I love that you use raw honey because raw honey has all the health qualities. When you cook the honey, you damage it. Right. And in Ayurveda, they say cooked honey is not great for you. So definitely try to avoid uh, high cooking it. Just keep it raw whenever possible. Okay. All right. We're going to take another short break. Or, or, this is our last break. Um, but when we come back, I would love to talk about acid reflux. It is seems so prevalent these days. It seems like the whole yeah. world, you know, um, it seems like everyone is taking proton pump inhibitors. And and like it's it's mm. you know if you look at the the labels, you're supposed to not take it for more than like 14 days. I know probably three or four people that have been on it for years, and their doctor says you'll be on it for the rest of your life. Well. One little quick short story, I had some stomach issues back about maybe four or five years ago, and um, doctor put me on that, and I decided I was changing my diet, and I did, and I changed it in a big way, and then when I had the test, you know, to, to see the um, endoscopy, it was, my throat was complete, my esophagus had completely cleared, I did not need it at all anymore, um, and, you know, I just think it's... I, I think this acid reflux is kind of crazy, and I just wonder why there's so much of it. So, listeners, we're going to find out all about acid reflux when we come back. Stay with us here. This is Talk with Francesca. I'm Francesca Luca. We'll talk more in just a bit on 95.9 WATD. 
Tides is beachside dining at its best, all year round. Located at the end of the Nahant Causeway, directly on Nahant Beach, the ocean views from the dining room in the pub can't be beat. Tides specializes in casual dining with food that's delicious, not pretentious. On a warm day, enjoy a frosty pint at their bar or their sun-drenched deck on Nahant Beach. Or enjoy an incredible meal in their dining room anytime. Tides guarantees you great atmosphere with superior service. The menu at Tides is full of fresh, high-quality seafood, prime rib, chicken, pasta, and pizza that everyone will love. Check out the drink menu at Tides for fun cocktails, 30 ice-cold beers on tap, and their well-rounded wine list with state-of-the-art tap wines. Tides is unbeatable anytime, summer or winter, lunch or dinner, rain or shine. Visit tidesnahant.com. Are you looking for a beautifully landscaped lawn? From lawn maintenance to custom hardscapes, Tobin's Landscaping is the place to call. Why call Tobin's Landscaping? Because simply, they care. Their business has grown over the years by referrals alone. So if you are a property owner who demands the best service without the crazy price tag, you'll want to call Tobin's Landscaping today at 508. 562-0823. Their promise to you is they will bring your outdoor vision to life. Whether it's yard cleanup or a new walkway, visit them at TobinsLandscapingLLC.com or call 508-562-0823 and wait for your neighbors to ask, who is taking care of your lawn? You'll be glad you called. Looking for an authentic Italian meal in an intimate setting? Then you might just want to venture out to Boston this weekend and dine at Terra Mia Ristorante a true gem among all those rhinestones in Boston's North End. This cozy tutorial with stucco walls and beam ceilings specializes in creative interpretations of Italian classics. Like the cuisines here, the atmosphere is elegant yet understated. Since opening in 1993, Terramia Restaurante has aimed to convince diners that there's always more to Italian food than just red sauce. Over the years, the innovative and beloved restaurant has done a great deal of convincing, and best of all, it's reasonably priced. This best-kept secret is worth the trip. Call 617-523-3112 or visit terramiarestaurante.com. This is life, don't miss it. I'm Francesca Luca, and you're listening to Talk with Francesca on 95.9 WATD. All right, we are back, and I'm speaking with Julie Danilock, and we are talking about inflammatory foods, anti-inflammatory foods, which you can eat to be healthy. She is the health food guru. She has a sh- she's the host of Healthy Gourmet, a reality cooking show that is shown in 78 countries. Her award-winning bestseller, Meals That Heal, Inflammation, inflammation. Excuse me, has helped over a hundred thousand people enjoy allergy-free foods that also taste yummy. So, big welcome back to you, Julie. Oh, thanks, sweetheart. I can't wait to talk about how to heal that esophagus and stomach, so people can really reduce the usage of those proton pump inhibitors. That's such a good point that you want to help people there. So in our last segment here, let's talk about acid reflux because it seems like everybody's got it. It's like no alcohol, no coffee. And what what prompted me to ask you was we were talking about chocolate, and that's supposed to be um, a really bad thing for people who have that acid reflux. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on all that. Well, what I find really interesting is 
that you can completely heal your digestive lining enough that GERD can go away. And I, I, I've seen it in my practice over and over again. I have a great protocol to help deal with, with GERD, acid reflux, H. pylori. We do have to check whether it is caused by a bacteria. So there is this nasty bacteria called H. pylori that you might be aware of. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard on your stomach lining that if there's a breach in the lining, it's going to feel like a burning pain all the time. So it's important because that, that bacteria can kind of eat away at the mucus lining and create ulcers, which is just dreadful. So we want to deal with that. And then we want to also make sure you're digesting your food well. And this might come as a massive shock to people. But people always think they need less acid when they have heartburn. But it turns out that some people are not producing enough digestive juices, so the food sits and ferments and creates this bloated belly and then goes back up the pipe and creates this burning sensation, where if we actually have better digestion by actually changing the pH of our stomach, we end up having much better digestion. So just check. You can, uh, like, does your stomach get worse or better when you have something sour that's actually low in pH, like lemon juice or apple cider vinegar? Some people having some apple cider vinegar or lemon juice right before they eat will notice their symptoms decrease, which is really cool. So as long as you don't have any ulcers, that trick will work well. Huh. But for other people, having really the importance of, of isolating out what your big food triggers are. For some people, it's legumes, like having chili will be like a disaster. Ugh. For other people, it's, it's having too much tomatoes. For other people, it's having way too much dairy those are big big triggers and as you mentioned the sugar and the fat and the chocolate like the dairy and the chocolate i find that the cocoa powder mixed into a easy to digest smoothie will probably not be the problem it's often the other stuff and the heavy fat anything that's really fatty that's oh, yeah. hard to digest people really struggle with right so how do we deal with it after the fact well if you've had something that you feel really nasty about get to know slippery elm that slippery elm which is like a soothing blanket for your whole digestive system because it's actually the inner bark of an elm tree and it's fantastic for, for helping your stomach recover and buffer you against that excess um, acidity that you might be feeling. And then you also want to consider DGL, deglycerized licorice, which is a fantastic, I love this remedy. It's deglycerized because it turns out the glycerate part of the licorice is what can cause high blood pressure. So when we take that out and we look for tablets of DGL, it works better than antacids, and it coats your stomach beautifully, and people find that it really, truly helps them have less uh, stomach pain and GERD or heartburn. So it's just wonderful. So definitely consider using those two remedies and uh, absolutely get off your big trigger food. So keep that journal and get off mm -hmm. your personal triggers that may be causing the problem, and you'll notice uh, a big, big difference. You know, what used to really bother me, and it took me a while one summer, it was just like I, I wasn't putting the two and two together. I'd be on my way to work, and I'd pick up an iced tea, and I, then I'd start like maybe an hour later getting this horrible chest pain. And I finally figured it out. It was the caffeine in the tea, the iced tea. It really, really bothered me. And it's the same yeah, thing. I, yeah, and it's the same thing with coffee. I can do decaf, but one cup of coffee a day, that's it for me. And otherwise, I'm just dying. Yeah, coffee is a particular problem because 
it uh, it's often rancid. So my husband's a coffee sommelier, which is like yeah. you've heard of wine sommeliers. They're geniuses that can tell you anything about coffee. And he really taught me to stop demonizing coffee as long as it's freshly roasted, freshly ground, certified organic. It often is okay, and it actually is. It's actually flushing your gallbladder. It's helping you with your insulin, so it helps like diabetics mm-hmm. um, make sure like type two diabetics manage their blood sugar better. So there's some upsides to certified organic coffee, but re- regular like roadside stop coffee that's like mm-hmm. rancid and yeah. you Ugh. can taste it's bitter and it needs yeah. lots of sugar and cream. That's going to cause massive heartburn. All right. So if you are like a coffee lover and you want to keep that one cup up, really move away from the sugar dairy and find an organic freshly roasted. That's the number one thing because coffee will go bad over one week. It'll start to go rancid. And the rancid oil is what's causing your stomach to really flare. So, um, and if you do have a problem with coffee in general, because some people can't handle it, I love kinder caffeine like yerba mate or green tea or white tea. Something that's got that bit of caffeine to give you a lift, like I have right now, like to talk really fast, I use a little bit of caffeine, but I'm not like jonesing out on a 200 milligram cup of coffee. You know know what, Julie, I've heard you throughout this show say a number of times certified organic rather than just organic. So could you explain that? Well, know that certified organic is meaning that that it, it has a symbol that it's been checked by a, a person who's gone to the farm and made sure that the farmer is, is following all the rules, where if you end up with somebody who is just got a roadside stand and they say, like, no pesticide sprays, you have to trust that farmer, mm-hmm. where uh, I love that the certification is that extra level of assurance okay. that they've gone and done a thorough tour of the farm. And I actually found out, like, one farmer who lost their organic license because they found they found pesticide traces on their farm. So it's really good that this certification is very strict, very difficult to adhere to. Um, it's a big level of, of paperwork that they have to do. And it's just nice assurance when you can't get to a farmer, you know that you can trust that organic seal. Okay. We just have a few minutes left, Julie. Is there anything that I haven't asked you or that you want to share with our listening audience so that um, they can be on their road to to health? And, of course, I, I definitely want to know your website, and I think you have um, an, an upcoming class online. Yeah. yeah, it's wonderful. Thank you so much. So I think a big a takeaway that I want people to know is that so often we're eating from boredom, from loneliness, and from stress. And I, that's where I come in because I am an eating psychology coach. And I want people to know that connection is key. That's why I created an online support group. We meet every Wednesday night online. Uh, you can phone in. You can, you can uh, use your computer. And you get an incredible guest speaker. I host it. Um, I talk about all the different tips and tricks you can use to change your menu to an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. It's extremely affordable cheaper than a lot of the weight loss programs out there, but really it's got multiple, multiple outcomes. So you might be joining it to bounce your weight. You might join it to boost your mood. You might join it to, uh, you know, reduce your joint pain. But but at the end of the day, you're going to get so many side benefits. Like mm-hmm. I hear that all the time because the anti-inflammatory lifestyle is going to improve everything in your health. You just have such great vitality and we're so stoked. I have such good testimonials. Oh my gosh. This one lady just recently lost 55 pounds. Her her joint pain is gone. She's 
her CRP, her inflammation numbers from her doctor, her blood work, just gone from a 22 down to a 3, like just incredible results that we're so excited by. So if people want that level of support, we're there. And it's just so fun and easy and very, very affordable for Americans because I'm a Canadian. My goodness, our support group, you guys are getting such a smoking deal being. (laughs) And how do they find it? And how do they find the class? And how do they find the class? They they just just check out my name, juliedanluck.com. Um, I also have uh, an opportunity to find me on Facebook, Instagram, um, everywhere uh, that that you might find social media. I'm there. Just All with right. My name, which is D-A-N-I-L-U-K. Thanks for having me. All right, me. Julie, you rock. Thanks a million. Have a great day. Thank you. All right. We've got to wrap things up and say goodbye. I hope you enjoyed the show. I found it fascinating myself. I love her tips, and um, I personally follow them. You should, too. So see you next week. Same time, same place. Make it a great week. Don't miss it.